All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday football show of Tap House and Touchdown, Season 3, Episode 21. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye, back at it again, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thanks for making me part of your day, presented by Anchor Podcasts. Real quick reminder where you can find me on social media. On Twitter, search for at Tap House and TDs. Give me a follow there. Search for at Tap House and Touchdowns on Facebook. And the email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. Get at me with any questions, uh, anybody you might want to see me cover here on the show uh, in fantasy football, uh, whatever the case may be, feel free to reach out to me on social media. Uh, you know, I want to call it a crazy weekend in football. Uh, outside of the, I wouldn't even call it a debacle, I'm not sure what you would call it. The uh, Tom Brady's return to... New England, as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is what grabbed all the headlines. Uh, but I think there was a lot more to pay attention to in the NFL this past week. Both the Giants and the Jets got their first wins uh, of the season, both in overtime. Uh, the Jets upsetting the Tennessee Titans, who were down both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. And then the Giants uh, knocking off the New Orleans Saints. Not really sure what, what's going on with New Orleans. They come out from the week one uh, throttling of the Green Bay Packers, and now they are looking more and more like, well, the Saints that we may have expected them uh, to look like, uh, you know, going into the season without a Drew Brees. Uh, a couple, a little bit more action coming out of last weekend. Uh, you had the Arizona Cardinals knocking off the previously undefeated Rams, 37-20, holding Matt Stafford to under 300 yards passing. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens dismantling the Denver Broncos. And as I mentioned, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, traveling to the New England Patriots, and they get a big win with a field goal. Uh, and then New England would attempt a field goal and would doink it off the upright with about a minute left to play. And the Bucks were able to kneel it down and basically take the win uh, back home to Tampa. Monday Night Football was a, was a fun game. Chargers over the Raiders. So some exciting stuff in pro football this past week. Uh, college, I'm not really sure how to describe college football last weekend. Uh, if you paid attention to Frick's Piss last week, two top ten matchups. Uh, one, face, uh, one taking place in Georgia, the number two Georgia Bulldogs taking on the number eight Arkansas Razorbacks. A shutout for the Georgia Bulldogs, 37 to nothing. Over Arkansas, uh, you had a top 10 matchup between Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Cincinnati would get the win there, as I would expect it. And then you saw the, <laughs> I'm not sure if you got to check the the Alabama game. Alabama was getting an Ole Miss team that I thought was going was, was gonna to be formidable. They were ranked 12th last week. Alabama would, would hold Ole Miss. Uh, to their fewest yard totals under Lane Kiffin. Uh, let's just say they, they they put it on Ole Miss as well. 42-21 to 21 for the Crimson Tide, the number one team in the country. Another big upset came out of college football last week. Kentucky, with their first win at home over the then-10th-ranked Florida Gators, 20-13. to 13. It was Kentucky's first win at home against the Gators, since before your guy was born, 1986 was the last time that the Kentucky Wildcats were able to beat the Florida Gators at home. They did it last week. 
So, again, some fun stuff to talk about here in, in, in football. Um, we got another fun weekend coming up here. I, I tell you what, it's my favorite time of year, and that's why there's two shows a week going forward. So, without further ado, this week's opening bell will be Bully Buys and Sells. I, I figure that kind of rhymed a little bit, and so it works. And so, without further ado, uh, let's get into the Buys and Sells going into week five later in the show. Uh, we'll do some breakouts and busts that came out of week four. And then, uh, it, obviously, at the at the end of the show, uh, we'll do Frick's Picks, uh, the podcast picking that we've been doing for the last two years. A special segment that we haven't done this year for the first time, we'll do Patience or Panic here on the show. But without further ado, uh, last week, again, we saw some, some great performances. We also saw some injuries go down. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into Bullies Buys and sells for week five of the NFL season. Uh, my first buy on the list comes to uh, quarterback, and that's quarterback Mac Jones of the New England Patriots. Uh, projected 18.6 points this week. Uh, he's getting the Houston Texans ranked 24th in points given up to quarterbacks this season, uh, but they're they're just awful. I mean, the Texans... Their, their rookie, Davis Mills, uh, I believe he had four interceptions last week. Uh, just absolutely terrible showing. And believe it or not, Mac Jones, uh, the stats might not have been there. Uh, against the Bucks. He, he had two touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked four times. But he did go 31 of 40 for 275 yards against a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. The secondary is sort of beat up. Uh, but this was a defense that shut down Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. Mac Jones was able to drop almost 300. Um, Davis Mills is going to be able to keep the ball away from Mac Jones in this game long enough uh, to to make a difference uh, and to keep Mac Jones from hitting this 18.6 point projection. Three of his four games this season, Mac Jones has thrown for 270 passing yards or more. And again, four touchdowns on the season. Mac Jones is my quarterback buy for week five. My running back buy for week five. Uh, we're going to stick around with that Tampa Bay New England game from last week. And we're going with Leonard Fournette, currently projected 14 points going into week five. Coming off a 20 carry game that included 91 rushing yards and then three receptions for 47 yards. Uh, for a Tampa Bay offense that was missing Rob Gronkowski, who is doubtful to play again this week with broken ribs. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, this offense ran through Leonard Fournette this past week, and it looks like that's what they want to do going forward. Uh, the Dolphins, who are who would get the Tampa Bay Bucks this week, are allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs. Means a potential running back one day for Leonard Fournette which means a possible top 10 running back day for the former first-round pick out of LSU, a running back by for week five, Leonard Fournette. My wide receiver by this week is a, a second consecutive week for this guy. Wide receiver Corey Davis of the New York Jets projected 12.1 points. And as I mentioned, that makes two straight weeks on the buy list for Corey Davis. And I accurately predicted his touchdown last week against his former team, uh, and in the Jets' first win of the season, I mentioned it at the top of the show. Uh, the Jets got their first win of the season in the upset over the Tennessee Titans, and I was I was dead on accurate when I said Corey Davis would find the end zone. 
Atlanta, who is who Tennessee draws this week, or I'm sorry, who the Jets draw this week, I should say, uh, is giving up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Corey Davis is still the clear-cut number one receiving option for rookie Zach Wilson. Should be a strong outing heading into the Jets' bye week, which puts Corey Davis on my bye list here in week five. Last but not least, my tight end bye for this week should come as no surprise. It's Dalton Schultz. Believe it or not, he has only projected nine points on ESPN's fantasy. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, their, their fantasy rankings. Back-to-back six reception games, and that's three of four games that he's played this year with six receptions. He also found the end zone consecutively in the back-to-back last two weeks. Two touchdowns in week three and another touchdown in week four. And this week, the Cowboys draw a Giants defense, allowing the fifth most points, uh, fantasy points, to tight ends. Believe it or not, Dalton Schultz, these are the tight ends scoring more points in fantasy than Dalton Schultz this season. Rob Gronkowski, who will not be playing this week, Darren Waller, and Travis Kelsey. That's it. Those Dalton Schultz is the number four scoring tight end in fantasy football, and he's available in a ton of leagues. I just went to three of my leagues who uh, where, where I checked to see one of them I had, T, or I think maybe two, I had TJ Hawkinson uh, as my starting tight ends. But uh, not only is Dalton Schultz available in all three of those leagues, uh, a tight end that I bought in on last week in Dawson Knox was also available. Uh, you know, a little bonus buy. Dawson Knox draws a really good matchup this week as well. And he has been lights out uh, for the Buffalo Bills. But for this week, Dalton Schultz, expect him to go above and beyond that nine-point projection at tight end. So again, my bullies buys for week five goes to Mac Jones, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, and Dalton Schultz. Moving right along here, Bully Sells going into week five. Uh, The first one probably shouldn't come up as any surprise. Uh, Goes to a rookie quarterback who is making his first start, and that is quarterback Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers, currently projected 21.1 points. Listen, the rookies have not fared well for the most part this season in the NFL. Justin Fields has been lit up. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is is just not doing what people expected him to do. Zach Wilson leads the league in interceptions. Uh, Trey Lance is starting because of an injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is the reason why the 49ers drafted a guy like Trey Lance. But a rookie quarterback in his first start on the road against the Cardinals defense, allowing the fourth-fewest points to opposing quarterbacks, Trey Lance is in for a very, very long day. Uh, the Cardinals, believe it or not, I, again, I think I just mentioned it at the top of the show as well, just knocked off a previously unbeaten Rams and held Matt Stafford to under 300 passing yards. Trey Lance, again, in for a rough day. If, you're, if you've got him on your roster, you're probably not starting him. But he's still my sell going into week five. My running back sell for week five uh, it probably shouldn't come as to any surprise either. Uh, but if you drafted this guy, you're more than likely drafted to make him a starter and that's Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, currently projected 14.3 points. This is going to be a second game coming back from injury, and he's playing against a top-10 defense against running backs in fantasy this season. Now, he did get some decent passing uh, game usage last week in his first game back against the Chargers on Monday Night Football, uh, but he's staring at a brick wall in the Chicago's Bears defense. 
who just held the tandem of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams to under 15 points combined in week four, which is why Josh Jacobs winds up on my sell list for week five. My wide receiver uh, sell that I'm going for week five is none other than wide receiver Brandon Cooks of the Houston Texans, currently projected at 16.7 points. He took a tough Bills defense last week, held him to five receptions for 47 yards in week four, and it gets no easier as the Patriots, believe it or not, are only allowing the fourth fewest points to wide receivers on the season. And being the only, despite being the only real threat for Houston, he got seven targets last week. Uh, the Texans are just going to get worked this week by the Patriots, which doesn't bode well for Cooks. Again, I, I decided to switch him out at the last second for a returning Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson last week got into the end zone. Brandon Cooks had nine points. I ended up losing that game anyway, and it's a very long story that I can sum up with Kirk Cousins in week four. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Brandon Cooks was a bad play last week, and he's a bad play again this week, which is why he is my selling wide receiver here in week five. My tight end sell in week five is probably going to be disappointing for a lot of people who drafted this guy because more than likely he drafted him high, and he has not produced this year, and that's rookie tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Pitts. Currently projected 10.2 points this week. On the season, he only has one game above 10 points, and he gets a Jets team allowing the eighth fewest points to tight ends this season. Again, highly touted. They called him one of the highest-rated tight ends coming out of college in history. Uh, you know, people drafted him as high as tight end five uh, in fantasy drafts, and he has not produced as of yet from a fantasy standpoint uh, for anybody who drafted him expecting him to be the next Travis Kelsey or the next Tony Gonzalez, however you want to, uh, whoever you want to compare him to. He has not showed out that way. On the season, his stat line goes 15 receptions, 189 yards, and he has not found the end zone. And he's not going to blow up against the Jets this week. Going into their bye the following week, Kyle Pitts is my selling tight end in week five. So again, uh, bully sells going into week five. Quarterback Trey Lance, running back Josh Jacobs, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, and tight end Kyle Pitts. Uh, that was your bully buys and sells. Coming up next, we're going to go in and talk more about uh, the week four um, breakouts and busts out of the NFL and fantasy. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome back to Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Sorry I went a little out of order this week, giving you the buys and sells before I gave you sort of a recap of, of the last week in the NFL. Uh, nevertheless, uh, we'll get right into it here. Uh, the meat of this show, uh, you might call it. Uh, we're going to have, again, bullies breakouts and busts from week four. And I'll go ahead and give you my first edition of Panic or Patience right afterwards with no commercial interruption. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into Bullies Breakouts here in week four. Now I mentioned a bunch of buys, and I did mention a lot of stats that came out from last week. Um, we shouldn't have any crossover here in week uh, from week four. 
My breakout from week four is quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold. I have been a fan of Sam Darnold all season. I actually started him in one of my leagues last week, and I it, it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't fail me. Uh, in last week against the Dallas Cowboys, 301 passing yards uh, to tack on with 35 rushing yards and four total touchdowns, two through the air, two with his legs. If you can believe it, Sam Darnold has scored five rushing touchdowns through his first four games of the season in Carolina. That's more than anyone in NFL history. That's right. Five rushing touchdowns through four weeks is more than former Panthers quarterback Cam Newton, more than Lamar Jackson, more than Michael Vick. Insane numbers that Sam Darnold is putting up since he left the New York Jets. In every single game this season, Sam Darnold has scored more than 20 fantasy points. And believe it or not, sort of like I mentioned Daniel Jones a few weeks ago that sort of bit me in the ass, uh, Sam Darnold is currently the number eight ranked fantasy quarterback when it comes to points scored and points per game. That's insane, considering that uh, this team was looking for a quarterback. They had a Teddy Bridgewater who was serviceable last year, but they went out and traded some draft capital to go out and get Sam Darnold from the Jets, and he's he's broken out this year. I know I gave him a week four breakout, but he's broken out all season. Uh, none more impressive to me than here in week four against the Dallas Cowboys. My running back breakout should should not be any surprise. Running back Cordero Patterson. Now, I don't know why they continue to call this guy running back. He still wears the number 84, which has always been a wide receiver designation. He was a wide receiver in Tennessee uh, for the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, last week, he only had 34 rushing yards, but he had five receptions for 82 yards with three touchdowns. That's right. Three touchdown receptions for Cordero Patterson, who was listed on the depth chart as the number two running back behind Mike Davis. Uh, he had three receiving touchdowns against the Washington football team. Uh, he has 20 receiving targets in the last three weeks. Uh, Pat, uh, Cordero Patterson's only single-digit fantasy game came in week one where he only had two receptions on two targets for 13 yards every other game. Uh, he has been targeted early and often. He's obviously getting the passing game work uh, at running back for the Atlanta Falcons, which uh, breaks my heart because I came into the season really heavy on Mike Davis, and it has not uh, panned well, panned out well for Mike Davis with Cordero Patterson's emergence, especially in the passing game. And, you know, I don't know if you'd call it a breakout game. Uh, I mean, obviously it was. He, was having, he had a career day. Uh, but he's played for the Vikings. He's played for a couple other teams uh, where he's he's been a kick returner. I mean, the guy is elusive and explosive as an athlete in the NFL. So uh, it's, it should be no surprise. But the Falcons are at least getting, uh, you know, getting the use out of him that everybody else hoped that they could, uh, which is why my running back breakout in week four goes to Cordero Patterson. Well, wide receiver breakout uh, goes to wide receiver Van Jefferson of the L.A. Rams. Last week, six receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, that is a 20-plus point game. Uh, covered up all day was Cooper Cup by the Arizona Cardinals who I mentioned in the the opening bell with Bullies, Buys, and Sells. Uh, but with Cooper Cup bottled up, uh, Robert Woods was able to find the end zone. Uh, but Van Jefferson was really able to take advantage and score his second touchdown on the season. 
uh, Van Jefferson, maybe somebody to look out for uh, in this already deep uh, running wide receiver core, tight end core in Los Angeles. So Van Jefferson, my wide receiver breakout in week four. My tight end, I'm going to butcher his name. And I don't know, I don't know how else to say it, but my tight end goes to Cincinnati Bengals tight end, CJ Uzoma, Uzoma. Uh, I even heard him call it on the, on the, on the television when he was scoring one of his two touchdowns last week on his five reception, 95 yard game. Uh, T Higgins didn't play last week. Uh, you would, you would expect maybe, uh, you know, now granted Jamar Chase did have some, some, work in this game. Tyler Boyd had some work in this game, but CJ Uzoma or Uzoma uh, was, was the, was the main beneficiary of T Higgins absence. Again, five receptions, 95 yards and count them two touchdowns for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, which is why he was my breakout tight end here in week four. Now I mentioned in the, in the, in the opening bell, uh, Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz, I think if we see another week like this from C.J. Ozuma or Uzuma, you know what I'm trying to say, uh, he may be another one of those tight ends that you can pick up and maybe maybe potentially count on week in and week out in a, in a league that has always been so uh, thin at tight end. Uh, we've got some names that we're not used to hearing that are, that are having breakout seasons at the tight end position in the NFL. So keep your eye on the tight end out of Cincinnati. Uh, those are your bullies breakouts. Sam Darnold, Cordero Patterson, Van Jefferson, CJ Uzoma. My busts for week four uh, start with quarterback Baker Mayfield, who had 155 passing yards, no touchdowns, and a big win over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he didn't produce as much as you'd expect. Uh, 9.3 fantasy points, and that includes a two-point conversion pass that he was able to complete. Uh, you know, Listen, Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, he's missing Jarvis Landry. Uh, you've got Odell Beckham Jr. still coming off of that, uh, the ACL tear from last year. Uh, but this offense is running through uh, the running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, but you would expect Baker Mayfield to be able to put up, put up some bigger numbers. Uh, so more than likely, if you've got him, you're probably not starting him. Uh, but if you started him last week, then you, you had a bad day at quarterback because Baker Mayfield was my quarterback bust in week four. My running back bust, uh, you know, this one really hurts me too because I I told a buddy of mine, he asked me, do I start Juju or do I start uh, Chris Carson? And my running back uh, bust for this week goes to none other than Chris Carson, who I, and I told my buddy to start him. Uh, 30 rushing yards, one reception for one yard and no touchdowns for the Seattle Seahawks running back. Uh, I just read a report that he missed practice today. Uh, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday, October 5th, and he missed today's practice with a neck injury. Uh, this week, uh, week four, was his lowest fantasy scoring game of the season, and it came against a stop 49ers defense, albeit in a win, uh, but he only had three more carries than backup Alex Collins. Uh, a neck injury for a running back, uh, who takes more hits than anybody else in that field. Uh, kind of worries me a little bit for uh, Chris Carson, and he was my bust here in week four. Wide receiver bust in week four hurts me because I started him, and he more than likely cost me a game. And it's no fault of his own. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggled through the air last week, uh, struggled on offense outside of Leonard Fournette. 
Uh, and so my wide receiver bust goes to Chris Godwin. Three receptions for 55 yards, no scores in Tom Brady's return to New England. In a game where we saw Gronk miss and not even make the trip with broken ribs, uh, I mentioned it in the bully buys and sells, the opening bell. The offense ran through Leonard Fournette. I mean, even fellow wide receiver Mike Evans only had a 14.5 point fantasy game, uh, which came down to a field goal uh, in Tom Brady's return. Uh, you know, again, I, I mentioned multiple times in the opening bell that that game came to a, a last-second missed field goal by New England, but it was a 1917 game. There was not a lot of scoring going on here in New England, and which is why I put Chris Godwin as my wide receiver bust here in Week Four. Now, the tight end bust is only a bust for this week because he's not going to have that many games like this, and that goes to Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Four receptions, 23 yards. That's a 6.3 fantasy point game for the number one scoring tight end in fantasy. Uh, a big Tyreek Hill game. I, I whiffed here. Um, I haven't gone into the, the buys and sells that I was wrong, right or wrong last week. I had Tyreek Hill in my sell week, sell week last week. And uh, and he just, uh, he all he did was lit it up for, for 40 fantasy points, three touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill made me look like a real moron. Maybe he, maybe he had somebody who listened to the show and said, hey, uh, Bully Rye from this this podcast called uh, Tap Outs and something or other, he said you were going to have a bad week, and so Tyreek Hill made me eat my words, uh, but it meant there was less targets to go around, including to tight end Travis Kelsey. Uh, six targets, and he was able to reel in four of them after seeing seven-plus uh, targets in every other game this week, this season which is why Travis Kelsey was my bust here in week four. Uh, there was your breakouts or busts from week four. Uh, the first time this season, I'm going to give you a little patience or panic here on the show. Uh, you know, I wanted to put off patience or panic until about week four of the NFL season. Give us a quarter way through uh, because you're going to be able to see sort of players start to break out on their own. Uh, so without further ado, I've got four players. I'm going to kind of briefly go over here on patience or panic. And whether or not you should be patient with them or panic, meaning if you've got them rostered, it might be time to cut them. If you're starting them, it might be time to bench them. Uh, if you're if you're riding with them, it might be time to continue to ride because they're eventually going to break out. Uh, so without further ado, I'm taking my segment back that Greeny stole a few weeks ago in patience or panic here on tap outs and touchdowns. Uh, my quarterback that I'm I'm going with is quarterback Baker Mayfield. I mentioned. He was my bust quarterback in week four, and I'm going to be panicking on Baker Mayfield uh, going forward. Uh, believe it or not, I mentioned 155 yards last week with no scores. He is currently 26th in quarterback scoring in fantasy. Uh, two passing touchdowns through four weeks of the season to go along with two interceptions and only has one game with 300 or more yards, and that came in their season opener against the Kansas City Chiefs. Not to mention, the Browns have a tough schedule ahead of them. The next four weeks include the Chargers, uh, who just, again, the Chargers are in first place of the AFC West. That include the Raiders and the Chiefs. Uh, they get the Arizona Cardinals, who I've already I've already talked about a few times on the show. Uh, the Denver Broncos, who very quietly has a good defense, despite uh, now with an injury, a concussion to Teddy Bridgewater. We don't know if he'll play this week. Uh, but with an offense that isn't as explosive, they needed a good defense to keep them in games. And then they get the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who, you know, you can say what you want. 
They did just get blown out by Green Bay. Uh, they still they're they're coached up by Mike Tomlin, uh, nevertheless, and and they're a divisional rival of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, just add 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 into all that the fact that we don't know the status of Jarvis Landry when he's coming back, what he's going to look like when he comes back. We don't know when OBJ is going to be back to fully healthy. Uh, and this offense goes through Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, not through Baker Mayfield, which is why I'm panicking on Baker Mayfield. I mentioned in my bust segment, if you've got him, you're probably not starting him. If you're starting him at this point, don't. If you've got him rostered and there's a guy out there, let's say Derek Carr, uh, Sam Darnold, I know I mentioned him in my breakout, and I mentioned that he's had a really good four weeks of the season. Sam Darnold is a better quarterback to roster right now than Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm panicking completely on Baker Mayfield uh, right this second in fantasy football. The running back I'm going to cover is, uh, I don't know if you call him a, a, a close a close to my heart guy, but a guy that I roster in probably 80% of my fantasy leagues this year, and that's Antonio Gibson. And I'm telling you to be patient with running back for the Washington football team, Antonio Gibson. He's currently good for a running back two, 18th in running back scoring. And even with J.D. McKissick getting uh, more work in the passing game than Antonio Gibson, who is a converted uh, wide receiver out of college, um, he's now averaged 13 carries in the last three games and two touchdowns on the season. I, I think the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick sort of maybe changed this offense a little bit. And I think as Taylor Heineken gets more comfortable as, as a starter here, uh, he's going to have to rely on the run game to be a little more comfortable to be able to get the ball out. Now, he had a really crazy week last week uh, where he had a uh, he threw across his body to J.D. to JD McKissick, who was able to to run it down the field and dive into the end zone. Miraculous dive. Uh, you know, not to mention he had one where he was basically throwing, uh, falling backwards and got it into the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, but they seem to be be really committed to Gibson as a runner here. Um, and I think uh, that getting into the end zone this past week on the ground might start to open up things for this run game for Antonio Gibson, which is why I'm telling you to be patient with Gibson. There's no time. I mean, if you feel like you can get some good trade value for him, awesome. Uh, I I benched him one week, and the one week I benched him, uh, he, he scored a touchdown. Um, I, I'm being patient with him. I'm starting him. Every week, again, uh, maybe maybe two or three weeks down the line, if he's only scoring in the single digits, it's time to bench him again. Uh, but for right now, um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm all in on Gibson, but it's definitely not time to panic on Antonio Gibson. Uh, the wide receiver I'm going to go with, I'm going to tell you be patient with this guy as well, and that's Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Uh, now, it's kind of hard to say to panic or, or be patient with him because he's currently 22nd in wide receiver scoring. So... He's still good enough to be a starter, um, you know, wide receiver too. And he's averaging over 10 targets a game, double-digit scoring in every game this season, but only one touchdown on the season. So despite having double-digit points, double-digit fantasy games, he's not finding the end zone, sort of like what Julio Jones was a couple of years ago for the Falcons. Uh, you know, the Falcons haven't been able to get going on the ground consistently, I mentioned uh, the the lack of production uh, from Mike Davis on the ground, even Cordero Patterson, despite his uh, his ability to get out uh, with with the passing game. Uh, the running game has struggled. 
Um, the Falcons aren't good on defense. They aren't don't really look all that good on offense. Uh, but Matt Ryan is is throwing the ball all over the place. Um, and then you're looking at you know I mentioned my my sell in Kyle Pitts, the the rookie tight end, yet to make the impact that he was expected to on this team. The volume is there that Ridley will eventually start falling into the end zone more often than he is right now, which is why you're you're starting him regardless. Like you drafted him high enough to where you should probably never thought about benching Calvin Ridley. Uh, but if you have, because he's not getting in the end zone, whereas you've got other guys that are, uh, it's not time to panic on Calvin Ridley. Stay with him. It's going to it's gonna bode well for you, and it's going to lead you into uh, what should be a productive um, next few weeks in fantasy. Uh, my tight end that I'm going to kind of discuss here for a second uh, is a panicking tight end. I'm, I'm panicking on this guy, and that's San Francisco 49ers tight end, George Kittle. Again, he's currently 10th in tight end scoring. Uh, he did miss uh, he did miss some time already with injury this year. Um, he's only got two games in double digits this season. No touchdowns. Uh, Debo Samuel has emerged as the go-to receiving target in this offense. Uh, Kittle, again, I mentioned he's already banged up again, and it's only week five. Uh, not to mention, I, I mentioned my... my <laughs> My sell quarterback this week is the first-time starter of Trey Lance this week. Um, I, we don't know how long Garoppolo is going to miss. Uh, we don't know if Trey Lance is going to rely heavily on George Kittle. Uh, but I, I don't. You're not getting the return on the investment you're getting for for drafting Kittle where you did. Uh, more than likely, you draft Kittle top three, top four tight ends on the board, maybe top five if you got a steal. Uh, but even if you drafted him top five, he's currently ranked 10th. You're not getting that return. Um, and I don't see it happening in the, in the, in the immediate future, which is why I'm panicking on George Kittle. Uh, I mentioned Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz are the two big names that come to mind. Uh, maybe CJ Uzoma um, that I've, that I already mentioned in my breakouts from this past week might be some tight ends to keep your eyes on in case George Kittle continues to struggle uh, going forward uh, this season. So that was your breakouts and busts. And then the first edition of Patience or Panic here on Tap House and Touchdowns this season. Coming up next is the main event. We've gone through the buys and sells. We've gone through what happened last week. Let's look ahead and we go into week, uh, let's say week five of the NFL season, week six of college, but it's Frick's Picks. Number four here in 2021. Stay tuned for Frick's Picks right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Bully Rye for Tap House and Touchdowns. PJ Steven, why don't you tell us what we've got coming up on this Monday show? Monday, October 11th, we will be covering... Fall Brawl 1997, we will hear of wrestlers such as Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, the Shatter Brothers, Harlem Heat, Jeff Jarrett, Dean Malenko, Alex Wright, Ultimate Dragon, and we will also be seeing the NWO versus the Four Horsemen in the War Games match. It's all here on Tap Hats and Touchdowns, Fall Brawl 97, Monday, October 11th. All this and more on this Monday show right here on Tap Hats and Touchdowns. All right, welcome to the main event. 
of Tap House and Touchdowns, episode 21 for season three. Quick reminder where you can find me on social media in case you ever want me to uh, cover any games on Frick's Picks or any games that you want uh, my listeners to pick here on Frick's Picks. On Twitter at Tap House and TVs, Facebook at Tap House and Touchdowns, and the email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. Uh, before we get into Frick's Picks, I wanted to mention, uh, I mentioned buys and sells in the opening segment. I did everything ass backwards with me, and I, I hope you could get through it and, and still enjoy it nevertheless. Uh, I wanted to kind of go over um, the, the buys and sells. I was 6-10 and 10 going into week 5. I went 5-3 and three last week. Uh, I went CEH, who was projected 14.2 points. He got 19.4. I bought in on Corey Davis. I told you he was going to score a touchdown, and he did. Seven points over projection. Dawson Knox, I mentioned a few times on the show, projected just under 10 points. He scored over 20. Uh, I told you to sell on Mike Davis. Projected 12, almost 13 points. Only scored 10. And I told you not to play Gronk. He didn't play, and he's probably not going to play going forward. Uh, I was wrong on Matt Ryan. Told you to sell on Matt Ryan. Uh, man, for such a bad team, he went 17 points over projection. Projected 20 points scored 37. Uh, I also mentioned Tyree Hill. Projected 20 points. Told you he was going to have a bad week. All he did was punch me in the balls. 47.6 points, three touchdowns. I told you to buy in on whoever was playing quarterback for the Bears. Uh, even though the Bears won, Justin Fields was projected 18 points as Andy Dalton was still out with injury. Scored six. Uh, despite all that, went five and three last week in uh, the buys and sells. I did a lot better with Frick's picks last week. Uh, the current standings, I am now tied for first place with my buddy Buck, both at nine and six. After I believe I went four and one last week, I was the winner of, num- of picks Frick's number three. Uh, Buck went three and two, and then Volley Polly and AA Ron both went two and three, uh, which which again has me sitting atop of the leaderboards nine and six with Buck. Volley Polly sits third at seven and eight, and AA Ron finishes uh, fourth in the standings at six and nine. Having said all that, uh, Frick's picks number four NCAA uh, week six here. A couple of more uh, top 20 and top five matchups here. Uh, first up on the list, two teams who lost bad last week. I mentioned it in the opening bell. Arkansas was shut out by the Georgia Bulldogs. Ole Miss was throttled by the Alabama Crimson Tide. Both fall in the rankings, and they play each other this week. Number 13, Arkansas. At number 17, Ole Miss. Uh, Buck and myself are taking Arkansas uh, to get one on the road. Volley Polly and Aaron have taken Ole Miss uh, here in week six uh, in, in NCAA football. The big matchup here in NCAA, and before I'll get to that game, a quick reminder, Clemson, if you're, you're a local listener, uh, Clemson has a decent game this week. South Carolina gets Tennessee on the road at noon on Saturday. Uh, so a couple of fun games to watch. Uh, Clemson coming off their close nail-biter over Boston College and South Carolina coming off their nail-biter against Troy. Both uh, both opposing teams covered the spread, uh, so we've got that going. Uh, but the game we're picking here is neither one of those games. Number four, Penn State, travels to number three, Iowa. A 
big clash of top five teams. I am the only person who took Penn State. Volley, Polly, Buck, and Aaron have all taken Iowa to get the win at home. For whatever reason, I feel like Iowa always comes short in these big matchups. Penn State always comes big before they lose to some uh, scrub in a few weeks. I've got Penn State winning this game. Uh, very close one, uh, but I'm the only one taking Penn State this week. So those are your NCAA games this week. Again, top 20 matchup between number 13, Arkansas, number 17, Ole Miss, and then a top five matchup, number four, Penn State against number three, Iowa. Uh, the NFL, I was hoping to have a little more, I don't know, a little more discrepancy here, but uh, we ran the table on two of the games that I, <laughs> I listened to pick. Uh, first one comes 49ers at Cardinals. I mentioned it's probably going to be a bad day for the rookie quarterback, Trey Lance. Uh, kind of hurts me because I've got Debo Samuel in one of my leagues who has been the uh, been the bright spot of that not only that offense, but of my fantasy team. Uh, everyone here has taken the Cardinals. Uh, who just upset the Rams to take out the 49ers here this week. Uh, across the board go the Cardinals. The other game on the list where it went all the way across the board, Browns at the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers uh, sitting with one loss on the season, uh, currently sitting in the first place in the AFC West. Uh, the Browns struggling on offense, still finding ways to win games. Uh, the whole, the whole uh, board, across the board, takes the Chargers to win a game at home against the Browns. Uh, the other game we chose is a, a rematch, the AFC Championship game in 2020. The Buffalo Bills traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a little bit of discrepancy here. My other pickers, uh, my buddies, Volley Polly Buck and A.A. Ron, have all taken Buffalo, and yours truly, sitting atop the leaderboard at this time with Buck, is going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so a couple of risky picks this week for myself, uh, but again, the rest of the the rest of the crowd picked Buffalo, and I've taken Kansas City to get back on the right track after sort of uh, I don't know they struggled with the Eagles last week. They got a win, but it was an eight point game. They lost to the Chargers. Uh, you know, Kansas City has not looked like the Kansas City of old, but their offense seemed to get back on track last week. Maybe they get back on track at home against the team that they beat for the AFC Championship in 2020. Uh, so, again, 49ers at Cardinals, Browns at Chargers, Bills at Chiefs. Everybody took the Cardinals and Chargers, and I'm the only one who took the Chiefs over the Bills in the NFL here in Week 5. That's our show. Uh, really fun show coming for you Monday as PJ, Steven, and I travel back in time to review Fall Brawl War Games, a WCW pay-per-view from September of 1997. Uh, and then next week, we'll have some more fantasy football talk on a Thursday edition of the show. Uh, again, hopefully you'll take some of this information and apply it to either your, <laughs> let's call it your parlay card or uh, your, your FanDuel fantasy, fantasy rosters or just your, you know, your weekly fantasy rosters, whatever the case may be. Hopefully my information will come to some sort of value for you this coming week. See you Monday for the wrestling show and have a good weekend. Uh, it's your guy, Bully Rye, and we'll see you next time right here on Tap House and Touchdowns.